Underdog Collectibles is an online shop run for collectors by collectors. Join them every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday night as they break new products, talk sports, and hopefully you'll pull a great hit to add to your collection. Visit them at www.udogcollect.com and tell them Waxpack Hero sent you. Remember, always bet on the underdog. You're listening to the Waxpack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Everybody and welcome back to the show. I just want to start today off by saying thank you to all of you who have reached out over the last week and wished me well with my new endeavor of opening up the brick and mortar card shop. Both the blog post and the podcast episode really seem to resonate well with some of you and it's been really encouraging to hear all of the the well wishes and the good lucks and we're excited for you, all of those types of things. So just wanted to start today by saying thank you for all of that. Now, since the beginning of the show, you've heard me discuss selling on a variety of platforms, whether it's submitting and flipping cards on ComC or Starstock more recently, moving base and inserts on Sportlots, or my approach to selling the more higher end or more unique listings on eBay. I've shared how I've used those platforms in an effective way for the types of cards that I typically handle, that I typically come into ownership of through these collections I buy. However, there's a platform which I've pretty much only referenced in passing from time to time. I know that it's loved by some, it's hated by others, but you can't really argue with it being a significant force in the hobby. Facebook. Facebook is used in a variety of ways in the hobby, and I'm going to discuss a few of them here today. Don't consider this to be the end-all, be-all. It's not the definitive guide to all things Facebook hobby. There's a ton of different nuances and variations in, in these things, and more can be developed over time. Things continue to evolve, and collectors find new and different ways to use Facebook all the time. But, Instead, consider this more of a primer or an introduction to some of the most popular ways to benefit from Facebook in your collecting journey. The first way that Facebook is used by collectors is to learn and be entertained via Facebook pages and groups. Almost every hobby content creator has a presence on Facebook. Some utilize it as their primary distribution platform, and some simply have it as yet another way to get more eyes and ears on their content. There's also some very specific and focused groups, which can be invaluable if you want to learn more about a particular brand, product line, or even a specific era of sports cards. There are groups focused on junk wax, both boxes and individual cards and players, vintage, basketball cards, racing cards, Project 2020, and just about every other subgroup you can think of in the hobby. Many of the members are happy to answer questions and point you to additional resources to deepen your knowledge about their area of focus. I've learned a ton just from participating in and reading and, and just seeing all of the types of cards that are offered in each of these different groups. It can really help broaden your understanding. Second, you can use these groups to buy and sell. In addition to the knowledge that can come from some of the groups, 
They're often a pretty decent alternative as a buying and selling platform. Some groups have very controlled list of people who can sell on them, but others are pretty much wide open for members to buy and sell as long as you follow the posted group guidelines. There's even some breakers who go live with their breaks exclusively on Facebook groups. And so that's another platform to find a breaker that you might like if you really like that Facebook community. One word of caution would be to steer clear of any group that requires buyers and sellers to use PayPal friends and family only. In my opinion, that only opens up buyers to scammers and it opens up sellers to account restrictions for violating PayPal's terms of service. Buyers should want that protection and sellers should want to operate honestly. I know that as of the summer of 2020, there's some modification to the PayPal terms of service, which may impact some of these buyer and seller protections, but it's still a little bit unclear how exactly these new terms will impact card transactions that don't go according to plan. Personally, I just think that requiring somebody to only accept friends and family is is not the right way to go. So take that for what it's worth, but that's my opinion. From a selling perspective, I've actually had the most success in the original Junk Era Collectors Group. I've sold a lot of large player lots to a variety of people there, and I've also had success selling flat rate boxes full of sealed Junk Era packs and boxes. Typically, when my player quarter boxes get too full, I'll pull out several hundred cards of a particular player and list them in this group or on eBay. It's one more example where people just assume that junk era cards are worthless, there's no money to be made in them, but there's a group here, just this one group has several thousand members who love junk era players and junk era cards, and they're happy to buy those cards. Now, you might only end up getting between 5, 10, 25 cents per card, but when you're buying these massive collections full of junk wax cards for less than a penny apiece... That's a pretty good return on your money, and I'll be happy to do that any day of the week. Finally, I want to talk a little bit about Facebook Marketplace. I'm also a big fan of using Facebook Marketplace to move cards. In some of the prior episodes, I discussed buying these large collections, sorting them into groups to sell on Sportlots, eBay, ComC, Starstock, and also into my show boxes. The show boxes are going to now turn into the card shop boxes, which is kind of nice. However, there's a ton of cards left over that don't really fit into any of these categories. I refer to it as the bulk. Mainly, this is a large lot of mostly commons. Some stars and semi-stars get mixed in, or I, I should say I leave them in. So the collections aren't completely worthless. I don't want somebody to buy it and say, this is just 20,000 commons. I want there to be some named players in there when people buy these and go through them. But they do still have a pretty low value, relatively speaking. For the most part, the cost of shipping makes these lots difficult to sell on a traditional eBay or sports lots auction. You really need to find someone local who can just pick them up from your house. And that is where Facebook Marketplace comes in. You create your listing with a description and a few pictures, and then other collectors in your area can see the posting and complete the sale. I probably average at least one or two of these listings a month. Sometimes there's more, sometimes there's less. It just depends on how many and how large my collection purchases have been that month. 
I usually bundle up 20,000 or so of these leftover cards and sell them for somewhere around $50. And often I'll get, I'll get a deal done in less than 24 hours. The deals are all cash, so there's no worries about returns or refunds or anything like that. And I found that many of the customers who've bought them from me love these sorts of lots and they will send me a message later and, and say, hey, just reach out next time. Just reach out directly to me when you've got another one of these available. I'd love to get another one from you. It's a great way to get value out of what many people consider worthless junk. They're happy. I'm happy. And it's a positive all the way around. You know, I've had these anywhere from the 20 to 25,000 lots, and I've even had some success selling some up to 100,000 to 120,000 cards for 300 to $350. So it really ranges, but I really found that that $50 sweet spot is easier for a lot of people to come up with the money, and it's a low enough dollar amount that even though people aren't going to get rich on it, they're not going to complain a lot, or they're not going to be too upset if it doesn't have quite as much as they were hoping for. The last thing that I'll mention about the Facebook Marketplace deals is that I do all of this business in my garage. I don't let strangers into my house. I bring the boxes of cards out in the garage, and so it gets them out of my basement. It's out of the, the weather, and so when somebody comes to look, they're at least still just coming into my garage. It's not out in the, in the street or out in the, the driveway, or we're not having to meet in some random parking lot someplace. And so I do all of these deals in my garage, keep people out of the house, and that seemed to really work out well for me so far. And so while many people can't stand using Facebook and don't want anything to do with it and try to avoid using it as much as possible, I have found that it plays a, a good role for me in the hobby, both from an education perspective and as an alternative selling platform. And so I would encourage you to check it out, especially if you have large collections of bulk or large lots of bulk inventory that you're trying to move and get rid of that doesn't make sense to ship, check out Facebook Marketplace for that as well. If you're trying to deepen your knowledge in any particular topic or subgroup within the hobby, you should be able to find a Facebook group that is focused and dedicated to that as well. And so I would encourage you to check that out. I also, as always, encourage you to check out Starstock. The site's been up and running for several months now. I've had a lot of success both by, as a buyer and as a seller on the site. And I've heard from several of you that learned about the site from the podcast and the podcast sponsorship and have had your own success selling and sending in some of your extra rookie cards or prospect cards and have had success selling them. It's been great. They continue to innovate which has been, been cool to see that they're listening to customer feedback, making the changes necessary to make the platform even stronger. So I, as always, I encourage you to check out starstock.com for more. And finally, reach out to me and let me know what you think of the show. I'm also re I'm re really like the idea of doing a mailbag or starting to introduce some mailbag episodes every once in a while. So if you've got a question, send it in and maybe I can cover that on the show as, as one of our episode topics. Or if you've got some other topics that you'd like to hear me talk about and share some information about, let me know. Reach out to me on Twitter at the Mike Summer. Send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out the Hobby Hotline live every Saturday morning and Monday evening, the live call-in show where we take 
calls from you other fellow collectors and talk about whatever hobby topics are on your mind. Well, that's all I've got for you today. So I'll catch you next time.